Good afternoon and welcome to Great Sacred Music. Our theme for today's Candlemas, the feast of the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Candlemas is one of my favorite feasts in the Christian calendar. There's a gentle, quiet quality to it, something homely and very simple. It celebrates the presentation of Jesus at the temple and you find there, in the middle of the temple courts, gathered around a little family, Simeon and Anna, both elderly prophets who had prayed and waited all their lives for the Messiah. And they recognized the presence of God in Christ, the light of the world. And then we have two wonderfully different reactions. Anna goes out and tells everyone she's 80, but full of energy and joy. Simeon, in contrast, holds the child and prophesies that life will not be easy. And he finds himself ready to go, his life well lived, and says the words that are sung at evensong um, every day, non dimittis, now, Lord, let your servant go in peace. There is something precious here about this picture of three generations together, gathered by God at the heart of Jerusalem. Candlemas marks the end of the Christmas and Epiphany season, and Candlemas services usually have a procession of light, an acclamation of Christ as the light who came into darkness. And so with this focus on light, our opening piece was O Natalux by the English High Renaissance composer Thomas Tallis. His output consisted mostly of vocal works, and he occupies a really primary place in the English choral repertoire. During his career, he sang at the Chapel Royal. And Talis lived and worked through the reign of four different monarchs, all of whom brought individual religious beliefs which they enforced on the country. Talis was nevertheless able to adapt his compositional style to suit these, demand, these demands, and despite the flip-flopping of Catholic and more Protestant monarchs, he remained an unreformed Catholic throughout. Ernest Alux was composed and published during the reign of Queen Elizabeth. In 1575, Queen Elizabeth granted to Talis and William Byrd a 21-year monopoly for polyphonic music and a patent to print and publish music, which was one of the first arrangements of that type in the country. Talis was quite talented and composed in English, Latin, French, Italian, and a number of other languages. Uh, and amongst these was the piece we have heard now. Uh, it was part of a collection meant to show off English music to foreigners with quintessentially English compositional features like rich sonority, metrical ambiguity, and unusual shifts of harmony. And the words of Natalux were drawn from the Roman Catholic service books used in Italy and France, and they celebrate Christ the Redeemer. Now, for our next piece, our tradition at Great Sacred Music is to begin by singing a hymn together, and you'll find it on the inside of your sheet. It is Hail to the Lord Who Comes. It was composed by John Ellerton. Ellerton was born in London in 1826, educated at King William's College on the Isle of Man, and at Trinity College, Cambridge, before being ordained in the Church of England in 1851. He served in a number of parishes and spent his longest time in Crewe Green, a church of steel workers and farmers. 
He wrote and translated about 80 hymns, many of which are still sung today. Hail to the Lord Who Comes was written in 1880 and is based on Luke 2. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So we remain seated as the voices stand and lead. Next, we're going to listen to two pieces, Hodie Beata Virgo Maria by Peter Phillips and Hail Gladding Light by John Stainer. Peter Phillips was a prolific English Renaissance keyboard virtuoso and a Catholic priest and composer of madrigals, keyboard music, and hundreds of choral works. Phillips was a Roman Catholic, and in 1582, he left England for Italy where he became organist of the English College in Rome. In 1585, he entered the service of Lord Thomas Paget, with whom he traveled extensively. Um, Paget was suspected of involvement in the Throckmorton plot to depose Elizabeth I and replace her with Mary, Queen of Scots. After Paget's death in 1590, 
Philips went to Antwerp, then part of the Spanish Netherlands. In 93, he was accused by the Dutch authorities of planning the murder of Queen Elizabeth I of England as part of the Throckmorton plot. But after imprisonment and trial, he was one of the lucky ones and was released. He then moved to Brussels where he became organist of the Royal Chapel of Archduke Albert of Austria. Philip's anthem, Hodie Beata Virgo Maria, was first published in 1612. It's a setting of the Magnificat for, West, for the Vespers of Candlemas. It depicts the presentation of Jesus in the temple. The words are, today the Blessed Virgin Mary presented the child Jesus in the temple, and Simeon, full of the Holy Spirit, took him in his arms and blessed God forevermore. Somehow, a lot of our compositions and words tend to forget Anna and simply remember Simeon. The second piece is by George Stainer. Sir George Stainer was an English composer and organist and one of the leading musicians of his day. He was born in Southwark in 1840 and his musical education started as a chorister at St Paul's Cathedral. In 1860, he became the organist at Magdalen College in Oxford where he got an MA in music. He then returned to St. Paul's as organist from 1872 to 1888, where he brought the singing of the choir to new heights, apparently. He moved back to Oxford to take up the post of Heather Professor of Music and wrote a great deal of church music, both for cathedral and parish use, as well as writing and editing hymn tunes and carols. Hail Gladding Light, is probably the oldest Christian hymn text that survives complete. It was not a congregational hymn as we understand it, but rather for the home, for the lighting of the lamps at sunset. So you can imagine that kind of quiet again, homely feel. It's a hymn of praise to the Holy Trinity, but within that, above all, to Christ as the light of the world.
We now move to the 20th century with our next piece, which will be Light and the Darkness Responses by Niels Greenhay. Niels Greenhay is a Copenhagen-based tenor and composer and former composition fellow at St. Martin's as of 2017. His composition, Oh Clap Your Hands for Choir and Orchestra, was performed by the St. Martin's Voices Fellows, the BBC Daily Service Singers, and the South Bank Symphonia for Ascension Day in 2017. Since moving to Denmark in 2020, he has been commissioned to write multiple works for performance in Copenhagen's cathedral for Kirke and for broadcasts on Danish, Danish national radio and TV. His work, Love Came Down at Christmas, was performed by the National Danish Vocal Ensemble last December. Greenhouse setting of the preces and responses, a set of versicles and responses used at morning and evening prayer in the Anglican Church, was commissioned and performed live by the choir of St. Martin in the Fields on BBC Radio 3's Choral Evensong in 2014. So we'll hear that first, and then following on from that, we'll hear another piece, this one by Gustav Holtz, his setting of the canticle Non Dimitis, the Song of Simeon, taken from the second chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Since the fourth century, the Non Dimitis has been used in services of evening worship, like Compline, Vespers, and Evensong, for which Holt's setting is frequently used in Britain. Gustav Holt is, of course, better known for his orchestral suite, The Planets. He was influenced more generally by Richard Wagner and Richard Strauss, and studied under Charles Villiers Stanford, and was a colleague of Ralph Rowan Williams. The unaccompanied Non Dimittis was composed in 1915 and remained in manuscript form until 1979 when a published edition appeared, having been revised by the composer's daughter, Imogen Holtz. It's written for soprano and tenor soloist and an accompanied eight-part choir. It was written for Richard Terry, who was then the organist at Westminster Cathedral. It was first performed liturgically on Easter Sunday, 1915, and after that was largely forgotten until a new performance in 1974.
Our next piece will be a hymn to sing together, Christ is the World's True Light by George Wallace Briggs. Briggs was a canon of Worcester Cathedral and a leading member of the Hymn Society of Great Britain and Ireland. He was not only a hymn writer and a clergyman, but also took an active interest in the field of religious education, and he was largely responsible for two books with wide circulation in Britain, Prayers and Hymns for Use in School and the Daily Service. Bricht wrote the hymn, Christ is the World True Light, as a missionary hymn to emphasize one of the concepts of modern mission, in Christ all races meet. The text begins by affirming Christ's own saying, I am the light of the world. And the idea of the hymn is that Christ is the light and day star who brings his people salvation from the darkness of sin. But underlying that is also Paul's memorable teaching in Galatians that all are one in Christ, that in Christ there is no man nor woman, no Jew nor Greek. Uh, <clears throat> and Jesus' prayer for unity in John 17. The text therefore confesses the essential unity of all humanity and the oneness of the family of God. So we remain seated as the voices stand and lead.
Thank you for joining us today. There's an opportunity at the end, as always, to donate to a retiring collection by cash, or there are different ways of giving listed at the back of your sheet. You can join us for Great Sacred Music next Thursday at 1 p.m. The details are again at the back of your sheet. If you can't join us any, each week, you can find Great Sacred Music online on our Facebook page or on St. Martin's Digital 24 hours later on Fridays at 1 p.m. And if you enjoy this format of service, do also join us each Sunday at 3.15 for Choral Classics or Sister Program led by members of St. Martin's Voices. We will finish today with a piece by Howard Goodall, Lead Kindly Light. Howard Goodall is an English composer of choral music, stage musicals, films and TV scores, as well as a music historian, writer and broadcaster. Lead Kindly Light is a setting of a three stanza poem by John Henry Newman. Newman was a leading figure in the Oxford movement, a movement in the Church of England which began in the 1830s and eventually developed into Anglo-Catholicism. And in this, high church members of the Church of England argued for the reinstatement of some older Christian traditions of faith and their inclusion into Anglican liturgy and theology. Newman later moved to the Roman Catholic Church and became a cardinal and was recently made a saint by Pope Francis. Lead Kindly Light was written by Newman in 1833 while he was becalmed at sea on return to England from a holiday in Italy. It reflects his doubts and anxieties about the future direction of the Anglican Church and possibly about his own faith. 